to the phone lines. The Canucks are in action tonight against the Colorado Avalanche. Six o'clock puck drop, our time. Joining us now from The Athletic in Denver, Peter Baugh here on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I am well. How are you guys doing? We're good, and thanks for taking the time to do this. We appreciate it. Uh, I won't ask the significance of Nathan McKinnon's absence from the lineup because I think everyone pretty much understands that it is massive and it's significant. And they've already had to deal with it once this year because McKinnon has missed a couple games uh, due to COVID. He's now out with a lower body injury. What is the plan for replacing Nathan McKinnon, both in terms of the lineup, where guys are going to slot in now that he's out, and the void that that's going to create in terms of offensive creation? Yeah, I think what you're going to see is probably JT Comfer move up to the top line and play with Gabe Landeskog and Miko Rantanen, um, which will allow Nazem Kadri to stay on the second line with Val Nachushkin and Andre Barkovsky, which is still obviously a very, very good top six. Um, but you can't, like you say, replace the offensive creation of Nathan McKinnon. Um, I think that it'll be it'll be interesting to see if if some of those secondary scorers can can step up. Alex Newhook, one of the organization's top prospects, who had some success in the NHL last year, he just got called up and he'll be playing probably on the third line at, at, in the center position. And um, so it's definitely kind of one of those like uh, replace a, a superstar by committee. Not it's not going to be one player's replacing him um, by themselves and. They they are getting some help with Kale McCarr coming back from injury. Devon Taves came back from injury last game. Mika Rantanen came back from injury last game. Um, so so there are Val Nichushkins coming back this game probably. So it's there are some reinforcements even if McKinnon is is going to be sitting. Peter, the the Avs were many people's Stanley Cup pick uh, this season. They've started slowly though, four five and one. Why? What's gone wrong? Yeah, it's been a number of factors. Um, one, I think they've had a, a tough schedule, especially in October. They played, I think, other than Chicago in the first game, they played all pretty good teams, be it uh, St. Louis, Florida, Washington, Tampa, uh, Vegas. So it, they had had tough opponents, which I don't think helped. Um, I think they've they've been really banged up. They've all of their all of the people on their top line have missed at least two games. Their two top defensemen in Devontae's and Kel McCarr have both missed time. Um, their number two goalie has missed time. It's just been a lot of, a lot of injuries and, or other, I mean, Landis Gog missed with a suspension and just kind of, that's been kind of a mess. And then I think they're still kind of integrating some new faces. Um, I think Darcy Kemper's been, playing better in net of late but I think anytime you have a new goalie it it sometimes can take some time for for them to get settled you, you can look at just like I uh, Philip Grubauer struggled a bit in Seattle Marc-Andre Fleury in Chicago it just it takes time to get a new goalie going um and then there's some new faces on the defense too and I think that like they they're turning the puck over a lot especially the last few games and that you really don't want to see and isn't something that they did much of last year. Um, but this, this is still a really talented team. And despite a slow start, I don't think it's any reason to I, I freak out too, too much. It's not like they're winless. They're around 500. What is the plan for the goaltending going forward? And I mean, not this season, the years forward, because Darcy Kemper, they gave up a fair amount 
draft capital to get him. Uh, he's a pending unrestricted free agent. Is the plan to re-sign him or just to wait and see how he does and then maybe have to go in a, another direction? Yeah, I mean, it seems like Avalanche front office is pretty – uh, like comfortable with waiting and seeing how he does. And that goes with a lot of free agents w- w- that they have um, pending, which is an interesting strategy. I mean, essentially the whole second line is going to, they're all going to be free agents this off season. And the, they haven't had extension talks to my knowledge with, with any of those guys. So I think that it's, it's kind of one of those things where they'll see how he does. They see, they'll see how he fits and they'll see, how all of these guys play when the games matter most, and that'll probably impact what they do this off season. What do you think is the strength of the team? Would it be the forward group or the defensive group? I think at this point, when fully healthy, the strength of the team is probably, well, the top line, I think is, I mean, Landis Gog, McKinnon, Rantanen is, is one of the best, probably two or three lines in hockey. And then, but I think overall, probably defensive depth. The fact that they have Taves, McCarr, Byram, who who played junior in Vancouver, he he's looked awesome this year. Um, Eric Johnson's looked really good. Samuel Gerrard, and then you have a few guys who can be in the sixth defenseman spot if if everyone's healthy. So I think that's probably the the strength of the team. Um, the forward group isn't as deep as it was last year, but still the top, it, the top end talent among the forwards is about as good as you'll find too. You mentioned Bowen Byram there. Has he been starting to take minutes away from some of the other veteran defensemen? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough because we haven't seen the whole group healthy yet. So it's like, I, I don't know what it'll look like when everyone's healthy, but he's a guy that, I mean, talking to Jared Bednar yesterday is like somewhat that they are, they view as like needs to be playing a lot of minutes. So when everyone's healthy, I would imagine he will be taking some minutes away. Um, he's, he's been really good. He's filled in on the power play. He's, he's penalty killed a little bit and he's, he, he jumps into the offensive rush very well. You know, the, the interesting about this team is that they've got, they've almost got a surplus of really talented, puck-moving offensive defensemen that can help in the transition game. We all know about Kale McCarr. Uh, you just mentioned Bowen Byram. Sam Gerrard is another guy. Now, uh, I, I was listening. Uh, Mike Chambers from the Denver Post was on with the Jeff Merrick Show, which airs after the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650 yesterday. And he was talking about that in order, like you said, maybe to make room for Byram or to get Byram even more minutes that is what they probably envision, someone might need to go, and that guy might be Gerrard. Now, I imagine there has to be a lot of teams that would be interested in acquiring a guy like that. Um, has there have there been those rumors or rumblings out there that Gerard could be the guy on the go? And if so, what would the Avs be looking for in return? Um, I think that rumblings. I, I don't. The team has not put out any rumblings or sure, anything sure. like that. But I, I mean, I think people speculate, which is fair. And um, Samuel Gerard is an excellent player on a very team friendly contract, which means he has immense trade value. So if you're looking for a, if, if the avalanche were to move a defenseman and they don't want to move Byram and obviously you're not moving the car, Eric Johnson has a big contract for the next two years that he, and a no movement clause. So he's probably out. And then Devon Taves is one of your two best defensemen, So he's not going anywhere. Then Samuel Gerard probably is the one that would make the most sense to move. But that doesn't mean that the team wants to move him. I know the team is extremely 
high on the defensive depth that, that they have. So I think that they'd need the right offer if they're going to sacrifice any part of that. I think that what they maybe could be, if, if they do try to, I guess, move a defenseman, I think that top six forward depth would be a big boost. They, you can see this year they missed Brandon Saad, who they had last year, and he scored a lot of big goals for them throughout the year. And if they can find someone, especially if they're a right shot, I think they would really like that. And then you can have a really solidified second line. Uh, then you can move Val Machushkin to the third line, and that line becomes better all of a sudden, and it kind of the trickle-down effect is good. So I think that you're not going to trade Samuel Girard unless it's for a, a really good player. And I would guess someone who's under contract. You don't want to give up such a team-friendly deal for just a rental. You'd want someone who has term. Uh, it is the Avalanche and the Canucks tonight, 6 o'clock from Denver. Uh, pre-game show starts here at 4 o'clock on Sportsnet 650. Hey, Peter, thanks a lot for doing this today. Uh, we really appreciate it. Be well, be safe, enjoy the game tonight. Uh, we'll do this later on uh, in the season when the Canucks and Avs meet up again. Sounds good. Thank you for having me.